Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise His name. I join Pastor Radika in welcoming you on this Wednesday evening service. Praise the Lord. She was talking about giving. It reminded me of Sister Sherry. She was teaching the uh, young children in uh, Sunday school, and she was teaching them about the importance of missions and some of the areas that the church reaches out to and missions and missionaries that we're supporting. And uh, after she got through teaching, she said, now how many of you would give a million dollars to mission? They said, yes, we will. How many of you give a hundred thousand dollars to mission? Yes, yes. And they're just, you know how kids are. How many of you give a thousand dollars a mission? Yes, yes, Miss Sherry, we will. How many of you give a hundred dollars? Ah, yes, Miss Sherry. How many of you give a dollar to mission missions? And everybody says yes, Miss Sherry. But little Johnny said no. She said, Johnny, why won't you give a dollar to missions? He says, because I got one. It's easy to give away something you don't have. But the Lord asks us to give on what we do have. Whatever the increase is. Amen. I thought that was cute. Amen. I'm telling you, I was out. Uh, I, I don't know what it was, but I took the little old car. Pastor Deacon's got one of those cars I'm not used to. I'm, you know, I'm in an SUV and a truck for so many years. I got down in this little car and, and I got down in there. and I was driving it somewhere and... Uh, this, this guy pulls up beside me in one of these muscle cars. And that thing was new. And that thing just at the red light was just making my little car shake. And, I, and then I said, mm, it just, you know, that old me in there. I just want to. And then I looked at him and he looked at me and we had that look. But I wasn't going to entertain it. I just was given the look just because I'm a guy and guys are supposed to give the look back. So I'm like, mm-hmm. And he's, mm-hmm. And the light turned green, and run, he left me. I didn't, I just took off normal, you know. And, uh, and he just gone. And I said, man, I have driven cars like that with power. I love that power. Well, as I was preparing for this message, I kind of had that feeling. It's like, you know what, we have so much power. We have so much power as the body of Christ. But sometimes we, we, we drive it like it's a little old fusion or a little old neon or a little old a hybrid or something other. Man, we need to drive life within the, in the fast lane and let the devil know that we're here. How many of you here tonight have been at a point, a crossroads of life and death? And had it not been for God, you wouldn't be here. I want you to stand. I mean, this was a miracle of life and death. I've seen many of you on breathing machines. I've seen many of your heart out of function. Look at here. Oh, my goodness. Look around you. Almost every person, look at over half the people in here standing where the devil tried to take you out, but the power of God has you here today. The power of God delivered you. The power of God is real. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much. I want to talk about the top ten tonight. I'm going to look at the top ten. We're going, to, we're going to look at it. And I pray before we leave here, I'll have you pulled up at the gas tank. And we're not putting no 87... We're not with ethanol in it, no 89 with ethanol in it. We're going to even pass up the 93, okay? Let's put some jet fuel in our tanks tonight so we can finish out this week. I'm telling you, we're wrapping up this year, so we better get it if we're going to get it, amen? We better go ahead and, 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 and promote if we're going to promote. We just as well go ahead and kick the devil in the teeth if we're going to kick him in the teeth, amen? 
So I want us to look at the top 10 most powerful things in the universe, and they are yours if you'll just take and use them uh, to the advancement of the kingdom of God. You know, after the crucifixion, if you'll study the life of the disciples, you'll see even after the resurrection of Jesus and even after his ascension, the first disciples were a bunch of scaredy cats. I mean, they were a bunch of scaredy cats. I mean, they were timid kittens, you could say. I got a picture up here, kind of let you look at it. You know, just a little timid cat there. They're afraid to say anything. They were hiding from the enemy. They were, you might would say, feeble and nervous and wavering and apprehensive and cowardly and unnerved at best. They were just, they just, they didn't, I mean, they'd been with Jesus for years. And now they are cowering, if you could say it that way. Yet God had provided His power source that transformed them. I'm telling you, we see it right in the pages of Scripture how these scaredy cats got transformed into being the king of the jungle, if you could say it that way. After they received the power of God, they came out audacious and courageous and daring and fearless and heroic and resolute and unafraid and, and valiant. I'm telling you what, when they got the power of God, everything changed, everything changed. And in the same way, we tonight can leave our weakness and we can step into the unending power of God. We can step out of loss into gain. We can step and leave our weakness and enter into the dunamis power of God and where we can be filled with His power and we can go out of here and we can blaze a trail for the glory of God. I'm here to remind us that power, power, Power is the essence of the Christian witness. Please hear me. It's not a gospel accessory. It's not something you can add on or leave off. It's not optional. We are in a spiritual warfare. It's the whole thing or nothing. Do you hear me? There is never the slightest hint that some of the disciples would be powerless. None. And to be blunt, can I be blunt with you tonight? Yes, Lord, help me be blunt. Okay, we're, we're revving up the engine. We're revving up the engine, okay? To be blunt, Christianity is either supernatural or it's nothing at all. Let's get real. Christianity isn't some club. Christianity isn't some just name that we tag on ourselves so that we have, uh, you know, the, the uh, semblance of being something that we're not. Christianity is all about a called out people the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that he's building, that he said the gates of hell should not prevail again. And the very definition of the church, he said, I'm calling some people out and I'm calling them together and I'm going to empower them that they can tear down the gates of hell. That's how Jesus first described the church, Christianity that we are a part of. And I'm telling you, the good news is we had and we still have a supernatural Jesus. We had and we still have a supernatural ministry. We still have a supernatural church. We still have a supernatural gospel who is providing us with His supernatural spirit to do supernatural things guided by His supernatural word. Somebody talk to me here tonight. It's time that the church live in the miraculous and that be the norm because that is how we were created to be. It is without the free-flowing of the Holy Spirit that the church just becomes another benevolent group. we got enough of those. Another social club. 
We are intended by God to be the grid system that is transmitting the power of God. I'm telling you, just like these solar panels, they draw in the, the energy. Did you know there's power in the S-U-N, the sun? There's power. Man has figured that out, that God created power that is given through the S-U-N sun, that we can set out these solar panels, and these solar panels can receive that power and then transmit it to the cities and the lives of those around them. And in the same way He has created us, the church, that we can receive power from the S-O-N, from the Son of the living God. But it's not just power to come in and warm us up. It's not just power to give us goosebumps. But it's power to become in and transform us and then to be transmitted through the grid of our lives uh, into the lives of those people around us. Uh, where there is darkness, there comes light. Where there is a, a perversion, the salt of the gospel comes in and brings a change. Uh, we are to transmit the power of God to a powerless world. We are the panels that we are to receive the power from the Son, S-O-N. Absorb Him in here tonight as we preach His Word. Absorb Him and let the power of His Spirit fill you enough that He can flow through you and change the lives of those around you. Because we are to be conductors of God's power in the world. He never said, I'm going to call you out. He says, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to call you out and call you together. And I'm just going to have you in a feel-good group. He didn't say that. He said, I'm just going to have you together to encourage each other through the, harsh, the hardships of life so that you can find comfort in one another and you can just tolerate, you can tolerate the evil powers around you. He didn't say that. He said, I'm calling you out and calling you, I'm calling you out. I believe the Lord's calling us out. Ecclesi, he's calling us out. And he says, and, and in that same sentence, he says, to kick down, to destroy the gates of hell. Hallelujah. We've got to get back to our original creative order. If my foot tries to be my hand, it's not going to do a good job. And if my hand tries to be my ear, it's not going to do a good job. But if my hand will be my hand, and my foot will be my foot, and my ear will be my ear, I can function the way God created me. Well, I'm here to tell you, I believe the church has tried to step out and be something that it's not. We've tried to be a, 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 a club that makes everybody feel good. A club that makes everybody feel like they're accepted. A club that just makes everybody think that a smile will fix everything. Well, I'm here to tell you, just us getting together does not help <clears throat> with the power of hell that is trying to destroy our families. And us just eating a donut together may help hurt our physical body, and it's not going to help our spiritual body either, because let me tell you what, there's a real devil. There are demons by the billions uh, that are at work trying to seek to kill, steal, and destroy uh, the forces of hell or release against us. Uh, and it's time that the church realized, wait a minute, we are not here to tolerate. We're not here to put up with it. I love it that in Romania in December there, or November 29th of December of, of 1989, the, those, the Christians got out there. I stood there. We stood there this summer in Timisoara. there in the city 
center. We could see the bullet marks. We could see where all of it began there in the revolution. But it was them coming out of the church saying, enough is enough. We have tolerated for 40 plus years a, a dictator who said uh, that this is how it's going to be uh, to the detriment of our families, to the detriment of our country. It's enough is enough. You've tried to silence us and tell us we can't preach the Word of God. You've tried to silence us and say that we can't pray, that there is no God. You've tried to brainwash us. They said enough is enough. Well, I say until let's not wait for 40 years of our lives. Let's not wait until the end before somebody... Somebody had to stand up. Somebody had to say enough is enough. And I believe it's time that the church would stand up and say enough is enough. You billions of demons of infirmity that is trying to kill with sickness and disease uh, the people of God, enough is enough. And you spirits of poverty that is trying to break the people of God uh, and enslave them in poverty, enough is enough. And you spirits of demonic uh, oppression uh, and, and, and trying to come in and, and hold people captive to drugs and hold people captive to addictive lifestyles, enough is enough. We have the power of God to kick in the gates of hell. Would somebody put your boots on and join me and say, devil, enough is enough. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Luke 10 and 9, 19, you know it very well. He said, behold, I give you the authority. I give you the exousia, the authority to trample underfoot to trample underfoot these serpents and these scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I've given you exousia, authority over all the dunamis, the power of the enemy. You've got the authority. You can bind and lose. You can say what goes and what doesn't go. You have the authority, and he by no means shall hurt you. It's time the church believe what Jesus said and say we've got the power. We're not intimidated. We're not cowardly. We're not afraid. We're not hiding. We're not trying to stay off the devil's radar. We know that greater is he who is in us than he was in the world and if we stand up against him it's not going to be a face to face fight the worst problem it will be is a tripping hazard as we stomp and step all over him to move into the direction God has for us in Ephesians 1 and 18 Paul says I pray I pray, the Holy Ghost said, record this, Paul. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I join with him in the Holy Ghost tonight and I pray that your eyes uh, would, of your understanding would be enlightened. That you would open your eyes and you would see your spirit man uh, would connect with your soulish man uh, that would connect with your body and say, this is the truth uh, and the truth will set me free. Enlightened that you uh, may know what? What the hope of His calling. He has called you. He didn't call you to be a pussycat. He didn't call you to hide in a corner. He didn't call you to be timid. He's not giving you that spirit of fear. It is not from God. Do you hear what I'm saying? He has a calling for you. What is it? The riches of the glory of His inheritance for the saints. He says, I want you to walk in your inheritance. I want you to talk in your inheritance. I want you to live in your inheritance. I want the world around you to see my my glory on you and my glory flowing through you uh, that they might want who you have uh, and you can tell them about me. Uh, and this here, he said, this inheritance is what? 
It is the exceeding greatness of His power. It is the exceeding greatness of His power. Jesus died. The death certificate was issued. The probate court has released the inheritance. You're not waiting till you get to heaven. It is yours now. The greatness of His exceeding power is yours now. Here's Paul praying. Here's the Holy Ghost praying. Lord, open their eyes that they would understand that the exceeding greatness of power is here there for them now, right now. Exceeding greatness. He uses the Greek word as the Holy Spirit gives this. Megathos. I've shared this with you before, but it's so, so amazing. Megathos. Hupo added to this. We measure our nuclear bombs. That's what you got. That's why I've got this picture up here. That's a nuclear bomb. I'm telling you, it's not fully exploded yet and caused that mushroom, but there's that inerrant power that is there that is about to be released. I'm here to tell you, he said that this is exceeding greatness of power you have. It is the megathos. It is the megathos. Nuclear bombs are measured in megatons. And here the Holy Spirit reveals to us that we don't just have the megathons. We don't have just like the, the, the megatons of a nuclear bomb. He says we've got the hyper megathons. We've got the hooper megathons. He said this thing is the exceeding greatness of power. There's nothing, the most powerful thing you know here on earth, it, it pales in comparison to the power that God has given to us. Do you see that? He said, I want you to see that. I want you to know that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and He has been sitting at the right hand of the Father. And let me tell you what, He has given us that power. And it is time that our minds and our hearts and our spirits understand that it is an exceeding greatness of power. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the top ten most powerful things in the universe, and they're yours. They're yours. The first one I have here is the power of the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus. You don't have to go look for it. You don't have to go pay for it. Jesus has already paid the price and give us his blood. There is nothing else that can redeem you from the curse of sin. There is nothing on planet earth that can redeem you uh, from the curse of death and disease and destruction and bondage like the blood of Jesus. That's why you got this cup of the blood of the grape. As Jesus said, as you take it in remembrance of me, you will not pale. You will not be weary. You will not die early. You will not be weak. Uh, if you'll see the value that is in this blood and in this bread, uh, you're going to kick the devil like smack dab in the teeth uh, and the spirit of infirmity will go uh, and the spirit of poverty will go uh, and the spirit of oppression will go uh, as you have the authority and you exercise it over the enemy. Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions of your fathers. But... You've been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He tells us in Him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His grace. We've been, grace, we've been redeemed by the blood. We don't have to spend our Christian walk trying to pay for our sin debt. We don't have to spend our Christian walk trying to go and make amends and pay back all that we had taken outside of Christ. I'm telling you, Jesus said, I paid your debt. You've been paid in full. It's time for you to rise up as a free man, a free woman, a free child of God and walk in the redemptive power 
power that you have uh, without condemnation so that you can walk in faith and receive all that he has for you. We also have the power of the name of Jesus. Every one of you, even as I'm speaking here, you can, you can override me and say, Jesus, I'm telling you, that's a powerful name. Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus. There is no other name that is given among men by which they might be saved. We read in Acts 4 and 10, he said, Let it be known to you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but yet God raised from the dead by him. This man stands. He's talking about the lame man that is now dancing and jumping and leaping. A man lame from his mother's womb is now 30, 40 years later, never walked before, but he's walking, never run before, but he's running. He didn't have to have therapy. He didn't have to have any kind of rehabilitation. There's a power. There's a power in the name of Jesus. Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And now he's telling those city officials, he's telling them that this man has received this great miracle by the power that comes in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That same one you crucified, that same one you buried, but that same one God raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Then he says in verse 12, there's no other name, no other name. There's salvation, you cannot find it anywhere else other than this name because there's no, no other name under heaven given among men by which you might be saved. And again, that word saved is sozo, means healed, means delivered, means blinded eyes open, means your debt canceled. It means prison chains broken off of your life. It means relationships that have been destroyed or, re or brought back together and restored uh, by him. It's a name that works the miracles of heaven on earth. I love it in Phil uh, Philippians 2, and 9 and 10 where uh, Paul is writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says that God, you know, Jesus came and he, he laid down his reputation. He laid down his glory. He said, I'm not going to come there as the son of God. I'm not going to come there with my omnipotence and my, my all power and my omniscience, my all knowing and, and my uh, omnipresence. He says, I'm going to lay that aside for a short season and I'm going to come as a man, a regular man. And he knew he had to come and trust in the Holy Ghost. That's why before he did his first miracle and before he started ministry, he is baptized with the Holy Ghost and led by the Holy Ghost, if you'll remember the account. Hallelujah. But by, he laid that down and he came. No reputation. And the Bible says that he, as he came of no reputation and he came and he humbled himself as a man, not just any man, but a man that was a servant, not just any servant, but a servant that was obedient to death. There's a chiasmus in the Greek. That means a structure of literature, much like a hymnal has a structure where we sing a verse and go to the course and go to a verse and go to a course. And that structure we know to follow because it's a literary device called the hymn. Well, with this chiasmus, it's staircase going down, but it's got a staircase going up. So here he is, no reputation, lays down his glory, and he takes a step down, but not just as a man, but he comes as a man who is an obedient servant, but not just an obedient servant, a servant that is obedient unto death, but not one that just dies a regular death. The Bible says he dies a death on a cross, on a cross. 
Now you say, why in the world would our God make such a, a, a downward spiral to come? Because that's where you and that's where I was at. We were down here in the pit. We were down here in the muck and the mire. We were down here in our sickness and our disease. We were down here in our bondage. We were down here in our pain. And let me tell you what, there was a hand that said, if you can put your hand in the hand of the man that, that, that created the mountains and created the heavens and, and created the waters, he says, I've got a place to take you. Where does it go on to say? It says, but now while he's done that, God says, wait a minute. This here chiasmus doesn't end here. He said, I'm going to give him a name. Hallelujah. So he exalts him. He exalts him. But guess who's got his hand? I've got his hand. I hope you got his hand. And now God has exalted him and given him a name. Hallelujah. But it's not just any name. It's a name above every name. Hallelujah. Above cancer, above emphysema, above every heart disease, above every name that is named. And that name is above every name so much so that every knee has to bow in heaven on earth and under the earth and every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord I'm telling you there's power in the name of Jesus you can come against the devil in the name of Jesus I wouldn't try to come against the devil in my name and I wouldn't try to come against the devil in a denomination's name and I wouldn't try to come against the devil in some fancy religious words name but I know I can come against the devil and every demon in hell with a name that is above every name that Lucifer himself even has to bow and confess lordship to and that is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And there's a power of the gospel. Stop talking your negative stuff. Stop talking your negative stuff. You open the dam of destruction and wonder why you're rushed down the river of, of, of mess when you talk your negative stuff. The gospel means the good news. It means uh, too good to be true good news, but it's true. That's what it means. It's too good to be true, but it's true. The world doesn't need to hear more bad news. The world, uh, it doesn't help. It only hurts. But we have a gospel message. That in the midst of our sin and in the midst of our degradation, uh, that there's a loving God that so loved the world uh, that He was willing to send His only begotten Son uh, that whosoever would believe in Him uh, should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, that's good news to each and every person that has breath in their body. And we need to know there's power in the gospel. Paul said in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of it. And he tells you why. He said, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It is the power of God to salvation, to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free, to be restored and reconciled and get your ticket to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power of the gospel. Top 10, we also see there's the power of the cross. There's the power of the cross. Don't you forget it. There's power in the cross of Jesus Christ. Nothing else can deliver you from the slavery of sin and generational curses that the enemy has brought into your life like the provision of God's redeeming power through the cross. Jesus could have died any old way 
that he would have chosen. He could have chose to go to sleep and die for our sins. But he said, no, I got to go to that cruel cross because I got written back, oh, way back in Deuteronomy that there's a curse comes on somebody who hangs on a tree. And I'm not going to sin to get the curse off of them. I'm born of the virgin and I've kept myself sinless so I can be the true sacrifice and a bloodshed that will wash their sins away white as snow. But I got to get that curse off of them. I don't want them living under the curse of poverty. I don't want to live under the curse of sickness. I don't want them living under the curse of weakness. I don't want to live living under the curse of bondage. I don't want them living under the curse. I got to get the curse off of them. How can I do it? And God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost and a holy triune meeting even before I believe they created the world says we'll do it on a tree. For cursed is he who hangs on a tree. So he went on that cross to get the curse off of you and get the curse off of me. And Galatians 3.13 tells us that we are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus and we're redeemed by him, but we are also redeemed because he hung on a cross and took the curse off of us so that the blessing of Abraham could come on us. There's power in the cross. Knowing this, Paul said that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. We can come to the cross. When you've got a problem with the curse, you come before the cross. When the curse is trying to linger, when the curse still has a tentacle wrapped around your ankle, you drag that demonic thing to the foot of the cross. And you say, right here you die. Right here you are taken care of. Right here the power of Jesus takes you off of my life. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the message of the cross, it might be foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved. Hallelujah. It is a power of God. It is a dynamite dunamis of God. Hallelujah. Then there's a power of the word. The power of the word. Let me tell you what. There's nothing else that can take care of the thought bombs uh, that the enemy attacks us with like the word of God. For the word of God is what? Sharper. It's living. It's powerful. The Word of God is living. The Word of God is powerful. This isn't a dead book. I'm telling you, this is a living, a powerful, sharper than a double-edged sword. A Word of God that will pierce even to the division of soul and spirit and will even come to the joints and the marrow and of the discerning of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So no matter how deep the devil thinks he's rooted in, the Word can get right in and root him out. Hallelujah. Can take care of him. I remember growing up on the farm and one of the, the, the horrible curses from hell that we had to deal with was a thing called nutgrass. I don't know if any of you know what nutgrass is. And it's a, it's a weed that grows in the fields and, and it, it looks like just a, like a three, you know, just three uh, long leaves, uh, like, kind of like corn or something. But underneath the soil, it has a nut root system that spreads out. And it just spreads out and they pop up everywhere. And you and we kids, we're like, man, we're going we, we out here all day long. We're going we're going we're going to get this done. They said we couldn't go and uh, have a break until we got all this pull. So we just going to break it off, break it off, break it off. It's easy to break off. But let me tell you what, almost before you get to the end of the row, it's back up again. It's back up again. So we had to learn that if we're going to take care of this and not live in this field, we got to get down beneath the surface 
and deal with the root of the problem. Well, the Word of God will, it's a sword. I mean, it's, it'll get right down into the root of the problem. You say, well, my problem is that so deep it's like down where my joints and my marrow, the marrow, I mean, when you get the marrow, there's no more inner, I mean, that's in your bone. That's in your bone. God said there's nothing can hide from the power of the Word of God that it can't take care of. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. I'm here to tell you they are empowered by God. The Word is empowered by God. Then number six, there's the power of the kingdom of God. Oh, we've got to remember we're part of the kingdom of God. Here at Christian Embassy, you've got to remember an embassy is a place where the ambassadors come and the ambassadors do work, uh, but it's not of that kingdom. Wherever that embassy is, it is, it is in a different country, but it is like the American embassy in, uh, let's say, Romania, where the embassy is, that's American soil. That's American government, and we're representing another kingdom in a kingdom that we're a part of. Well, let me tell you what. We know this earth is passing away, but there's a kingdom of darkness here. But God says, I did not give this world. This world I've given to the sons of men. I've created it, and I'm going to use it. I've got a plan for it. It doesn't belong to the devil. There's a she-hole that's going to take Hades and the devil and demons that I'm going to final abyss, that I'm going to cast them in. That's his. That's what he's getting, but not the earth. And he's put us here as ambassadors in embassies all around this land that we would represent the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. It said in 1 Corinthians 4 and 24, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's power. The kingdom of God has a characteristic. It's not something you just talk about. It, it, it moves things. It changes things. It, it, it erodes what is binding and frees that which is bound so that the kingdom of God can expand. We pray His prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Matthew 6 and 13. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. His is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Then there's a power. I hope you guys don't get scared on this one. Okay? The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. You know I'm just joking you. You folks love the Holy Ghost. You guys, you embrace the Holy Spirit. You guys are temples of the Holy Spirit. You, you're so comfortable with the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. He works in you. He, he ministers through you. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing else can conform you to Jesus' image uh, and fill you with God's power like the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 and 8, we read in the Scripture, you shall receive power, power, power. I'm telling you, I see that muscle car now. Shaking my little old car. Power you receive when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and it will cause you to be witnesses unto me in your Jerusalem, your Judea, your Samaria, and to the other most parts of the earth. You can't hold it in. He's El Shaddai, God more than enough. You can't hold him in. He's going to fill up your Jerusalem. He's going to fill up your Samaria. He's going to fill it up until you take it to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18, he says, but we can be, we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. I call you right now to be clean up your mirror. Clean up your mirror and begin to brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. 
Stop talking about your junk that's in your trunk. I'm telling you, that don't help nobody. It helps them get depressed. I talked to somebody in the hospital today and they said, I'm so depressed and I'm so down and I've just been listening to negative and I've been talking negative. And I said, no, we're going to turn that thing right now. We're going to turn it around. And I began to be a mirror that brightly reflected the glory of the Lord. And I believe this person was ready to walk on water when I hung up with them. They were ready. They said, I'm going home. I'm going home tomorrow and I'm going to go home and, yeah, and, and give God the praise. Hallelujah. They said, right now, I'm going to start praying into Holy Ghost. So when we hang up, Pastor, I want you to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit of the Lord works within us and we become more and more like Him. Hallelujah. Then there's a power of the resurrection. Oh, don't you forget about the power of the resurrection. There's an empty tomb. There's an empty tomb. Somebody say the tomb is empty. Come on. Somebody say the tomb is empty so that my life can be full. See, nothing else can give you the confidence to expect the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life like seeing the promise he made. And they're going to put me in a tomb and they're going to seal it up for three days. But if it goes down for three days on the third day, I'm coming up. You tear this temple down, but in three days it's going to be rebuilt. Hallelujah. He made that promise and he kept that promise. No man takes my life, but I lay down my life. And if I have the power to lay down my life, I can take it up again. If he can do that, he can do anything he's promised you and all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope a living hope through what the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead let your hope become a living hope faith is the substance of things hoped for Faith is the substance, the foundation of which you can operate. you got to have hope. you got to have hope. He said your living hope comes from you placing your faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The tomb is empty. There is power in the resurrection. But did you know there's also power in prayer and fasting? Oh, the church will say, oh me when we start talking about prayer and fasting, but that doesn't change the Word of God. There is still power in prayer and fasting. Mark 9 and 29, He said to them, this kind could come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's going to be some tough situations. There's going to be some things that want to shake you. There's going to be some wind and waves that want to get your eyes off of Jesus. And He says through prayer and fasting, we can get refocused and recentered on who our hope is, who our power source is, where our anointing is, what, what we need to do. And we can come against those strong demons that don't seem to want to go. And we can put Put them to flight in Jesus' name. Matthew 21 and 22, he says, If you believe, if you believe, if you believe, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. There's power in prayer and fasting. And then we're going to wrap this up, but there is power in faith. There is the power of faith that we must never forget. Nothing else pleases God more than for us to walk in His miracle provision and to walk in His power and to talk in His power by faith. Hallelujah. 
I'm telling you, he tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Without faith, we cannot please him. We must come to him and we must believe. You see that Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For what? He who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is what? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That word diligently tells me that it may not happen momentarily. It may not happen the first minute. It may not happen the first five minutes. Uh, if something's going to call for diligence, it means uh, there may be some resistance there. And if the devil resists, we got to know that greater is he who is in us than he was in the world. Uh, we're not backing down. We're not giving up. We're not surrendering. We're going to take our family on this faith journey and we're going to walk in the victory and we're going to walk in the power and we're going to walk in the anointing uh, that he has commissioned you and me to walk in this great power. Hallelujah. There is power. I'm telling you, these are the top ten. These are the top ten. You can get these, I'm telling you, you can preach these to yourself and you could preach yourself up out of the deepest, deepest depression that you've ever been in. You can preach yourself out. You can say, wait a minute, I got the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Blood of Jesus. Demons tremble at the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus comes on, the, on that which is most stained and, and makes it white as snow. This blood can wash away every sin. This blood can remove every stain. And I got the name of Jesus that can raise up those who are lame from their mother's womb in the name of Jesus it can raise the dead I got the good news gospel message of Jesus Christ uh, and I've got the cross uh, there ain't no curse gonna carry me down there's no curse gonna hold me back I'll drag that curse uh, and all of its tentacles to the foot of the cross uh, and I'll say it stops right here the curse you gotta go and blessing of Abraham you gotta come hallelujah and I got the word of God you give me a problem I'll get a word on it you give me a tough situation, I'll get a word on it. You give me something that seems impossible and I will get a possible word on it that will make the impossibilities perform in the name of Jesus. As I brush her in the kingdom of God wherever the soles of my feet shall tread because I got the Holy Ghost. He's in me. He's flowing through me. I depend on Him with the resurrection power. I pray. I fast uh, and I walk triumphantly forward by faith. Would you stand with me please? Would you stand with me please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost flow. Holy Ghost flow. Let your name Jesus, the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I'm telling you what, I speak the name of Jesus. Every, every pain, everything that can be named, I come against it with the name of Jesus right now. I exalt the name of Jesus over it right now. Whatever it is, I exalt the name of Jesus over it right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come against every problem in your life. 
I come against every lie of the devil. I come against every sin stain of your life, every mistake you've ever made, uh, every trip up and fall you've ever made. I come against it with the blood of Jesus right now. The blood of Jesus. I, I, I plead the blood of Jesus against that sin. I plead the blood of Jesus against that immorality. I play, plead the blood of Jesus against that mistake. I plead the blood, bleed the blood of Jesus against that every uh, taking the name's Lord in vain you've ever done, uh, that every lie you've ever told. I plead the blood of Jesus against it. Yes, your, 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 your sin be a scarlet, but it's going to be white as snow right now. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus again. I plead the blood of Jesus. The, plead, the blood of Jesus has redeemed you. The blood of Jesus has redeemed you. Redeemed you. Redeemed you from that, that, that lie of sin. Redeemed you from that stain of sin. Redeemed you from that, that the oppression of sin. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I come against it with the Word of God. The Word of God says, if I be for you, who can be against you? So I come with you with the Word of God. You're going to overcome. You're going to go out of here victorious tonight. You're going to go out of here the head and not the tail. You're going to go out of here tonight above only and not beneath. The Word of God I put on you. The Word of God says you've been healed. The Word of God says you've been delivered. The Word of God says you've been restored. The Word of God says you've been placed in that heavenly calling uh, to follow through uh, with that divine purpose and plan that God has for you. All the promises of God I speak unto you. They are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, but we need your Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Fill us anew. Lord, you said as I pray in the Spirit, Lord, it releases a inner inner working of me being built up and charged uh, spirit to spirit without intellect's interference. Lord, I don't need my limited intellect interfering with anything. So open to you spirit to spirit. Oh, Paul says, I pray in the spirit more than all of you, but I wish you all would pray in the spirit. I wish you would all sing in the spirit. Oh, quit trying to figure it out. Quit trying to wrap your brain around it. Quit trying to hold it back. Just let your spirit man, let your spirit woman just begin to praise Him. Say, Spirit, you're going to praise Him. And Holy Spirit's going to give the, the syllables and the utterance. So I'm just going to, I'm going to speak. As they spoke, as they spoke, the Spirit gave the utterance. They had to have faith to begin to speak before the Holy Spirit gave the utterance. Holy Spirit, flow into this church and flow through this church. I pray like you never have before, Lord God. Lord, that we're so full of you that we can just lay hands, just lay hands on whoever, Lord God, and the power of your Spirit would just flow. The power of your Spirit would just flow, Lord God. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, just spill over, spill over, spill over, spill over, spill over, spill over on your people, Lord God. Just spill over, spill over, Lord. Spill over, Lord God. Oh, let there be a splashing of heaven on your daughter. A splashing of heaven on your son. A splashing of heaven, Lord God, on your daughter. Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, 
in the Word, in the Gospel, in the Resurrection, in the Name, in the Name, Hallelujah, in the Cross, Hallelujah, in the Spirit, Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, just blow your wind of your Spirit upon your people, Lord God. Blow the wind of your Spirit upon your people, Lord God. Oh, Lord, let this not be a regular in and out. Lord, I know there's a burger joint called in and out Get in there, get it, and get out. No, Lord God, we don't need anything unhealthy. We need something healthy here tonight. We need something healthy here tonight. We need the wind of your Spirit, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Oh, just take this moment. Just take this moment and go further than you've gone before. Or maybe go further than you've gone in a long time. Tell that flesh, flesh, no, no, no. No, you lead me to the path of destruction. I'm letting the Spirit lead. I'm letting the Spirit lead. Those five kings, they got to submit. They got to submit. My senses have got to submit. I'm not going by what I see and what I hear and what I feel. No, I'm going by what you say, God. Oh, God, as I bask in your presence, Lord, do something. Just ask him to do something he's never done before. It may be so amazing, you can't even get words to think what it is. Just ask him, invite him, say, Lord, do in me and through me Something you've never done before. Take me to the next level. Take me to the next level, Lord God. I want to be used of you. I want to be that solar panel that is soaking in the power of heaven through the Son of the living God and transmitting that power to a hurting and dying and needy world that I live in. Hallelujah. To bring light. To bring light. And to bring life. Oh, yes, Lord.